Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. By the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we're continuing with Zad al-Mustaqna fi ikhtisar al-Muqna. And we're with the chapter of the author in Babu Zakah, Kitabu Zakah, where he says, Bab Zakat Bahimatil An'am. The chapter pertaining to Zakah on livestock. Bahimatul An'am, here Ibl wal Bakr wal Ghanam. So Bahimatul An'am, livestock, when we speak about it in the chapter of Zakah, it's pertaining to camels, it's pertaining to cows and buffaloes, and it's pertaining to ghanam, ghanam, which are sheep and lamb. Okay, sorry, sheep and goats. وَسُمِّيَتْ بِذَلِكَ لِأَنَّهَا لَا تَتَكَلَّمْ فَهِيَ بَحِيمَةُ الصَّوْتِ So Bahimatul Al-An'am, okay, is given the name likewise of that because it doesn't speak these cattle, these camels, etc. They don't speak, so they're Bahimatul Sawt. Okay, the author, he starts with this category, may Allah have mercy upon him, because this is what Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu started with the details of Zakah in his letter to Anas radiallahu anhu, which is found in Sahih Bukhari. So the author is following suit, following Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, in starting with the details of Bahimatul An'am. The author, rahimahullah ta'ala, he says, tajibu fi iblin wa So the Zakah is obligatory, as we mentioned, in the ibum, the camel, the baqar, the cows and buffaloes, and the ghanam. Ghanam being sheep and uh, goats. He says, إِذَا كَانَتْ سَائِمَةً الْحَوْلَ أَوْ So this is a condition that the author mentions, that on the livestock that we've just mentioned, zakah is obligatory upon them if they are sa'ima for the hawl. And if you remember from the previous lesson, the hawl is that you have the nisab with you, the amount of wealth which zakah is obligatory upon as a, as a minimum threshold. If you, your wealth reaches that nisab, then it has to be with you for a whole year. Okay? So the wealth of the livestock if it's with you at the level of the nisab, it has to be sa'imatan for a hawl. For a hawl, meaning a whole year, it has to be sa'ima. Sa'ima is that the livestock, they graze the pastures freely. Okay, they graze the pastures freely for a year or close to a year. So it's not the case that they are fed by um, man's intervention. They're not fed by machines, nor are they fed by men. But rather they are sa'ima, which is that they are left to graze on open pastures uh, not owned by anybody. So if they are fed rather than grazing, rather than being sa'ima, if they are fed for a year or close to a year rather than being freely grazing on pastures, then there's no zakah. So zakah is upon them if they graze for a hawl, if they are sa'ima to hawl. Also, zakah is not upon bahimatul al-am, upon this livestock that we are talking about if they are used for amal, if they are used for work such as plowing the fields or carrying goods, okay, or carrying water, carrying people. Uh, so behemoth al-an'am that do these type of jobs, they will also be exempt from zakah. Also exempt from zakah, from the behemoth al-an'am, is that which is going to be sold as trade stock, okay? That is given a different type of zakah. It's considered as trade stock, and that would come in a section which we will discuss later. So again, the zakah is obligatory upon the bahimatul an'am once it reaches the nisab, the threshold level where, whereupon zakah is obligatory on wealth. And also 
that they are sa'imatul hawl, that they have been grazing freely on open pastures for a year or close to a year. So the author, may Allah have mercy upon him, he says, فَيَجِبُ فِي خَمْسٍ وَعِشْرِينَ مِنَ الْإِبْلِ So zakah is going to be obligatory when you have 25 camels, bintu makhad. If you have 25 camels, then you will have to pay bintu makhad. I'm going to explain this in a minute, what bintu makhad means. وَفِيمَا دُونَهَا فِي كُلِّ خَمْسٍ شَاد And that which is below 25, and then for every set of five camels, you have to pay a shah, shatun. Shatun is a one-year-old lamb, one-year-old lamb, or six-month-old goat. So it's either a one-year-old lamb or a six-month-old goat. So for every five camels that you have, you will have to pay one shat. But when they reach to 25, between 25 and 35, here you would pay a bint mukhat, a female camel that has completed one year in age. So it's finished one year, it's a female camel, and it's now in the second year. It's called bint mukhat because its mother, in most cases, is now pregnant. And mukhat has the meaning of the pain of contractions. Mukhat has the meaning of pains of contractions. So the daughter of the mukhat, bint mukhat, the camel which has finished one year in age and now gone into the second year and is female, then this is the one which is going to be given. Okay? فَإِن لَمْ يُوجَدْ لَدَيْهِ بِنْتُ If the owner of the camels, who has now 25 camels and more, between 25 to 35 camels, he has to pay بِنْتُ If he cannot find the بِنْتُ فَإِنَّهُ يَخْرُجْ إِبْنُ لَبُونَ ذَكَرٍ Then he can give the Ibn Labun. Okay, he can give a son of a, uh, of a camel, of a she-camel that has reached the age of two. Okay, he's able to do that. If he can't find the Bint Makhad, he can give the Ibn Labun in its place. So, we said that from 25 to 35, if a person has between any number between 25 to 35, he has to give bunt makhad. Now this bracket, okay, is known as waqs. Al-waqs, singular, al-awqas, plural. Al-awqas ma bayn al-faridatayn. So awqas is that which is between the two obligatory sets of uh, zakah. So from 25 to 35 is a set of zakah. After 35, another set of zakah payment starts. This is known as al-waqs. The author, he says, وَفِي سِتِّنْ وَثَلَاثِينَ بِنْتُ لَبُونَ And when the camels, they reach the number of 36 upwards until 45, from 36 to 45, they need to give بِنْتُ لَبُونَ بِنْتُ لَبُونَ هِيَ مَا تَمَّ لَهَا سَنَتَانَ بِنْتُ لَبُونَ is that camel, female camel, which has completed two years. So it's over two years, it's now into its third year. وَسُمِّيَتْ بِهَذَا لِأَنَّ أُمَّهَا فِي الْغَالِبِ تَكُونُ قَدْ وَضَعَتْ and it's given the name of Bint Labun because uh, in most cases its mother has now given birth to another camel. And therefore she has her udders full of milk. Okay? And that's why she's given the, the name of Bint Labun, the daughter of the milk, meaning the daughter of the mother that has given birth and now she is uh, breastfeeding in the way that camels do. 
So again, she, Bint al-Labun is from Sittin uh, wa If you have between uh, 36 to 45 camels, then you will give Bint al-Labun, and it is that female camel which has completed two years of age. The author, he says, وَفِي سِتِّنْ وَأَرْبَعِينْ حِقَّةٌ And if you have a range of camels that are from uh, 46 until 60, if you have camels which are between 46 up until 60, then you will give a hiqqa, sinin. The hiqqa is the female camel which has completed three years of age. It's given the name Hiqqa because the stallion or the male bull now has the right to impregnate this three-year-old female camel. And it can be the female camel at the age of three and above. Goods can be placed on her and she can be ridden. So it's given the name Hiqqa due to that. So if it's 36, between 36 camels, until 60 camels, you have to give what is known as a hiqqa, and that is a three-year-old female camel. The author says, وَفِي إِحْدَى وَسِتِّينَ جَذَعَةٌ And between 61 camels to 75, you have to give what is known as jadha. وَالْجَذَعَ مَا تَمَّ لَهَا أَرْبَعْ سِنِينَ And the jadha is that which has four years of age completed. Okay, so it's now in the fifth year. It's given that name because its teeth have now started to fall out. Okay, so in the fifth year, the teeth between the fourth and the fifth year, the, uh, the teeth of this camel have started to fall out. So between 61 to 75, you give it a jada, and that is the one which has reached the age of five. It's completed four years in age, and now it's in the fifth year. قَوْلُهُ فِي سِتِّنْ وَسَبْعِينَ بِنْتَ and in, uh, six, in 76, if you have 76 camels, up until 90, this number of camels, if you have anywhere between those amount, between 76 to 90, you will give, you will give binta labun. You will give two bint labun. Bint labun, you will give two of them, okay? As we said, bint labun is the one which is two years old, has, has completed two years old, bint labun. Its mother is now giving milk because she has given birth. He says, the author, And when you have a number between 91 up until 120, you will give hiqqatan, which is hiqqatun and hiqqatun. You will give two hiqqa. Okay? You will give the camels which we discussed as hiqqa, you will give two of them in this range of ownership if you have camels between 91 to 120. If you reach 121 camels, then you will give three bint labun. Okay, you will give three banat labun, which is three bint labun. He says, and thereafter, after 121, in every extra 40 camels that you have, you will give bint labun. Okay, so for every 40 beyond 121, you give bint labun, and in every 50, you would give a hiqqatun after 121 camels. So just a quick uh, practice. If somebody has 130 camels, okay, then they would have to give hiqqatun and bint labun. 
because the hiqqatun would fit into the number between uh, 46 and 60. So we would use the hiqqatun, it fits between the bracket of 46 and 60, but we would use it as the, um, as the value of 50. Okay, so if you have 130 camels, we're going to give hiqqatun, and that covers 50 camels. And then what's left is we have to give binta labun, two bint labun, and that would cover 40 and 40. Altogether, that would cover the zakah for 130 camels. If we had 140 camels, we would give hiqqatan and bint labun. We would give two hiqqa, okay, because that would cover 50 and 50, and the bint labun would cover 40. If we had, for example, jump all the way up to 200 camels, we would give for hiqqa, okay? We would give for hiqqa, or you could give five bint labun. And the sahib al-mal, mukhayr fi dalik. The one who owns the camels has the choice whether he wants to give four hiqqa to equate what is owed for the 200 camels, or he can give five bint labun to equate what is owed for the four camels, okay? Because here, he's at a number where he can use either. He can use either uh, four hiqqa, or he can use khamsa bint labun if he wants to do so to cover what is required for 200 camels in this example. Uh, Sheikh Abdul Salam al-Shawair, he mentions in his explanation of this text that the qima, that the value can be given for the camels rather than taking the hiqqa or the bint labun or the jada, etc. Right? So rather than giving from the flock or the herd of the camels, the physical camel, what you can do, you can work out the value of what this camel would be worth on the market the one that I have to give in zakah, and you can give the value for that instead. Okay, so this is a minority opinion in the madhab. It's against the mashur opinion. It's against the famous opinion in the madhab. But he said, Hafidhullah, uh, that this is what the fatwa is upon at the moment in Saudi Arabia, that you can give the qima, you can give the value of the camel rather than the physical camel itself. The author, he moves on, and he says, Faslun fi zakatil baqar. Section pertaining to zakah of the baqar. Al-Baqar min Bahimat al-An'am. So Baqar is again from the category of livestock, Bahimat al-An'am. Summiyat bidalik. It's given that name, لِأَنَّهَا تَبَقَّرَ الْأَرْضِ بِالْحَرَاثَةِ Because it breaks up the earth when it plows. Okay, Tabakkar al-Ardi, breaking up the earth when it plows. <coughs> the details of Zakat for Baqar are not found in the letter of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, which we mentioned before, which details Zakat to Anas radiallahu anhu in Sahih bukhari the reason for that that I mentioned is because Baqar it was hardly found in the Hijaz, okay, in the Arabian Peninsula. It was hardly found, but rather the details were given uh, by the Prophet Muhammad when he sent Mu'ad ibn Jabal radiallahu anhu to Yemen, as mentioned by Sheikh Sami ibn Abdurrahman. وَيَجِبُ فِي ثَلَاثِينَ مِنَ الْبَقَرِ تَبِيعٌ أَوْ تَبِيعَةٌ It's obligatory to pay if a person has 30 cows or 30 buffaloes, so if he has between the number 30 or 39 uh, cows, anything between this 30 and 39, this waqs, then he has to pay what is known as a tabi'un, the male, or the tabi'atun, the female. So this is the tabi'un, or tabi'atun, is that which has completed a year in age, from amongst the cows or buffaloes, okay? And they are given this name, tabi'a, 
Tatba, from the meaning of Tatba, because they follow their mother around at this age. They follow their mother around. <coughs> Excuse me. The author, he says, musinnatun. And when you reach 40 cam- uh, cows or buffaloes, you have to give musinna. Musinna is that which has completed two years from amongst the cows. And in, in this case, you cannot give a masculine instead of the feminine. Before, we just mentioned just now, we mentioned tabi'un or tabi'atun, right? That you can give the, uh, the masculine or the female. But in this situation, when you reach 40, you have to give musinnatun. Okay, the two-year-old, the one which has completed two years in age, and is now three years. Uh, this one, you have to give it as masculine. And it's given the name musinnatun li sinniha because its teeth have started to increase in number. Okay? <coughs> the author, he says, ثُمَّ فِي كُلِّ ثَلَاثِينَ تَبِيعٌ وَفِي كُلِّ أَرْبَعِينَ مُسِنَّةٌ then after this number of 40, okay, for each extra 30 cows that you have, you will give another tabi'un, okay? And in every uh, 40 above the number, above the number 40, you will give musinnatun, you will give a musinna. So every time you have 30, so again, we said at 40, you have to give musinnatun, right? So now, Every 30 above the 40, every group of 30 cows above the 40, you have to give a tabi'un or tabi'atun. And in every group of 40, you have to give musinnatun. You have to give musinnatun. So, just quick review of this, of the cows. Between 30 and 40, you will give tabi'un or tabi'atun. You will give a tabi' or the female version of that, which is the tabi'atun. That's between 30 and 40. Between 40 and 60, you would give musinnatun, right? The one that's completed two years, gone into the third year, and now its teeth are increasing. This is between the category of 30 to 60. You would give a musinnatun. Between 60 and 69, you would either give two tabi' male, or you would give tabi'atani, which is two of the tabi'atun the female ones or you can give one of each you can give one male and you can give one female between 70 and 79 you will give musinnatun wa tabi'atun okay you would give a musinna and a tabi'a whether that tabi'a is male or female okay because that would cover 40 and that would cover 30 right which is 70 right yeah, so between 70 and 79, you have to give musinnatun wa tabi'un. That's that. Let's keep it simple, inshallah. And the author, he says, huna. And he said, you can give a masculine, uh, a masculine cow in this situation. Uh, some points that you mention here. The asl, the foundation principle when giving the zakat of Bahimat al-An'am is that you give from the female of the camels or the female of the cows or the female of the sheep and the goats. Because the objective from giving this zakat to the poor is that they are now able to breed these female 
livestock and that will grow for the poor person. Okay, so this is found in the female. Opposite to the udhiya, which its objective is to eat. For verily then in the sacrifice of udhiya, Eid al-Adha, the masculine is better to give rather than the female. Okay, so the asl is that you give the female. The foundation principle in the zakah is that it's better for you or you should give the female. However, there are exceptions. Except that the masculine livestock is sufficient in a few areas and I'm going to mention those now. So if you have 30 cows, then you can either give a tabi or you can give a tabi'atun. You can give the masculine or you could give the female. Okay? Because there's evidence pertaining to that. Or you can give an ibn laboon pertaining to the camels. You can give an ibn laboon, uh, the one whose mother is now milking, instead of the bint makhad. إذا وجبت بنت مخاد ولم تكن عندهم فله أن يخرج مكان ابن لبون. so if a person he has the uh, amount of camels whereby it's upon him to give a bint مخاد but he cannot find the bint مخاد so in this situation it's permissible for him instead to give ibn لبون it's permissible for him to give the son uh, of the camel uh, which is known as ibn لبون okay so the masculine can be given instead of the feminine in this situation also. And also as a third situation, If all of the livestock happen to be, what? If all of the livestock happen to be uh, masculine, then of course in this situation, he can give uh, from that, from uh, those animals. And he doesn't have to go and purchase a female animal. إذا كان نساء مزكر كله ذكور سواء كان بقرا أو غنما أو إبل فإنه يخرج زكاة ذكر منها ولا يكلف من غير ماله. Yes, as we just said. فصل في زكاة الغنم. The author he moves on to the section pertaining to the zakah of the غنم. The zakah of the غنم. غنم is basically sheep and goats. سميت الغنم بهذا أو بهذا لأنها ليس لها آلة للدفاع. It's given the name of ghanim because it doesn't have the ability or the tools to defend itself, right? The goat or the, the sheep don't have the ability to defend itself from predators. Therefore, it's a ghanima, ghanim and ghanima. It's a ghanima for everybody that seeks it. It's a booty or bounty for everybody that seeks it. It can't defend itself. So anybody can easily take it or be a predator upon it. So it's called ghanim from that meaning of ghanima that I just explained. So from arba'een, if you have 40 ghanim, then you have to give the shayatun. Okay, so between the bracket of 40 and 120 sheep or goats, you have, you have to give the shayat. And we mentioned this in passing before, but we're going to give just a bit more detail on this. Shayat, what is the word shayat? Shayat comes under two meanings or two categories. The first of them, Jadha'dha'an. Jadha'dha'an. Okay, Jadha'dha'an. Which is, وَهُوَ مَا تَمَّ لَهُ سِتَةُ أَشْهُرُ Okay, from the sheep, a lamb, which is six months and above. And the second meaning, 
of this word shatun thaniyul ma'as wa huwa ma tamma lahu sanna from the goats that which has uh, reached the age of a year and above فَكُلُّهُ يَجْزِي فِي الزَّكَاءِ So all of these, whether it's from the, uh, the, the lamb or whether it's from the goats, these are all permissible to give in the zakah. وَضَعْنُ يُرَاد بِهَا وَضَعْنُ يُرَاد بِهِ ذَا صُوفِ مِنَ الْغَنَمِ And ضَعْن, what is intended by it specifically, is the one which has fur, so pertaining to the sheep. So this word ghanam, under it in the, with the Arabs, comes sheep and goats. Now he's given a bit more, the, the, the Sheikh uh, Mansur Saqaub, whose explanation I'm reading, he's given a bit more explanation. He said, ضعن, what's meant by it is that which has fur, which probably means lamb and sheep, right? والمعز, and ma'as, the goats, is that which has hair, okay, from the ghanam. So the author, he said, that when you reach 40, between 40 and 120, you have to give a shatun. And when you reach 121, up until 200, you have to give two shat, shatan. Okay, you have to give two shat. And when you reach 201, up until 399, then you have to give three shia, three shatun. Okay? You have to give three Shia. ثُمَّ فِي كُلِّ مِئَةٍ شَاتٌ And thereafter, that number that we just mentioned, every hundred above 399, you have to give an extra Shaatun. Okay? بَعْدَ ذَلِكْ تَسْتَقِرُ الْفَرِيدَةِ So after this number, okay, uh, after 399, for every hundred, you give a Shaatun. So the Faridah, the obligation of Zakat is now fixed. It's just a hundred and a hundred. Uh, it's just an extra shirt for uh, every hundred above 399. Okay? Um, sorry, that's not, just, just to confirm, is it 299 or is it 399? Uh, the, 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 the last bracket we mentioned, right? 201 up until 399, you have to give three Shia. Now, okay. now every time. You have above 399, a group of 100, you just add on an extra shatun. Tayyib? So he gives an example. So when you have 300, you give 3 shia. So from, from 400 to 499, you will give 4 shia, 4 shia. And from 500 to 599, you will give khamsa shia. That's an example the author gave, Sheikh Mansur Saqoub. Um, the author now, he's moved on from talking about, very briefly, about the zakat of the livestock. He's now going to talk about another matter which pertains to the livestock, which is known as al-khulta. Al-khulta is a type of partnership which is found in people who have livestock. So the author, he says, So this partnership, its impact on livestock for, that belong to two different people is that it makes it as though it's one group of livestock, right? So we'll make this clearer with some examples. in the livestock is of two types. The first of them, is What is this? 
It is that this livestock is owned by two people. Okay, this livestock, wherever amount it be, it's owned by two people. However, the amount of livestock that one person owns and the other person owns is not clearly divided, is not clearly labeled. So they each know how much they own, but it's mixed to the extent that it's not clearly known whose 40 is this and whose 40 is that. So if there's 80 of a particular livestock and two people own them, maybe... Actually, let me read the, uh, the, uh, the Sheikh's example. So you have Ghanim that has been inherited by Zayd and Amru. So one of them have half of it. And for the other, there is the other half and there's no distinction between them. So again, uh, let's take any number, 80, two, two brothers, they have inherited 80 livestock and uh, one has 40 and the other one has 40. However, the livestock themselves as a group of 40 and 40 is not distinguishable. They're all mixed together as livestock. This is what is known as khultatul ayan wistirak. The other type of khulta, the other type of partnership in livestock is as follows. And in this situation, the khulta, the livestock which is mixed, each owner knows exactly what his portion of the livestock is. Okay, not in terms of number, because that's in both cases, but in terms of being able to separate his livestock if he wanted to do so from the other person's livestock. So he's able to identify his group from within, from within the group of livestock as a whole. فَلِهَذَا مَثَلًا ثَلَاثٌ بَعِيرًا وَلِلْآخَرَ ثَلَاثٌ بَعِيرًا خُلَّهَا مَخْلُوطًا وَتَشْتَرِكُ فِي أَمُورِ خَمْسَةً So the people who own this livestock in خُلْتَةُ أَوْصَافُ وَالْجِوَارِ their livestock is mixed, but they're able to distinguish each person's livestock. So this type of partnership, it's based upon five issues. Okay, it takes place if there's five issues which are present. The first of them is that they must be joining in the matter of marah. Marah is makan al-mabit, fatakun al-tabitu jami'an. The marah is the place where they all um, gather for the night and they rest for the night. Okay, so both sets of livestock belonging to each person, they have to gather in one place for the night and they have to rest together in that place. That's the first from amongst the five things that must be present for khultatu awsaf and jiwar to be established. The second of them is al-masrah. فَيَصْرَحْنَا جَمِيعًا فِي وَقْتٍ وَاحِدٍ وَيَوْمٍ وَاحِدٍ that they leave together to go to the pastures from one particular place, okay? That they leave from one particular place to go out and uh, graze the pastures. And the pastures that they are going to go to are one pasture, it's a shared pasture, okay? Uh, and in one direction. The fourth of these conditions or these factors that have to be there is the fahl, that the, the stallion or the bull that is going to impregnate the females is uh, one bull shared amongst both groups of livestock, okay? Uh, and the last of these matters is al-mahlab, that the place of milking these uh, livestock is one place, okay? 
So if you have these, then you will have Khultatul Awsaf wal Jiwar. Now the author is going to mention, or actually the Sheikh Mansul Saqib, he mentions that there's some other conditions which are uh, important. So the first five that I mentioned were factors for the Khultatul uh, Jiwar to take place, right? But now there's some shurut, there's some conditions that have to be there. Lakin yashtaritu likawni al-khulta mu'athratun iddata shurut. In order for the khulta to be valid, the khulta al-jiwar that we just mentioned to be valid, the following conditions have to be there. And takun al-khulta fi bahimat al-an'am. That the khulta of both types, okay, that we mentioned, it can only take place in bahimat al-an'am. This partnership only takes place in livestock, okay? فَلَا تُؤَثْرَ الْخُلْطَ فِي غَيْرِهَا So it doesn't have an effect in other than livestock. The second of these conditions, أَنْ يَبْلُغْ مَجْمُوعَ الْخَلِيطَيْنِ نِصَاب That both people that own these livestock, their groups of livestock, when it comes together, they must reach the nisab level, okay? The level of nisab must be reached when this livestock is mixed. And you'll understand why in, in, in a few moments uh, when other points are mentioned. Uh, the third condition, that this mixing of the livestock should be there for the whole, the complete whole for the whole year. The fourth condition, that this khulta is not done in order to escape the zakah. And the niya of khulta is not conditional. Meaning that the owners who own this livestock is not a condition that they had the intention for this khulta. فَلَوْ خُلِتَتْ بِفِعْلِ رَأِي أُثِرَتْ So, the, the shepherd, if he was the one that did this, if he was the one that mixed the livestock, then the effects and the validity of the khulta will take place. So it's not upon the owners that they have to have the intention. It's enough that the shepherd, he gathers them together in the way that we mentioned for the khulta to be effective. And the fifth of them, that these two partners, that they should be from those whose zakah is wajib upon them. So if it be the case that one of these partners, one of these khalit is a kafir and the other one is a mukatib, the slave that is trying to purchase himself from his master, then both of these, the khulta wouldn't be effective for them because in asl, in foundation, there's no zakah upon them in the first place. There's no zakah upon their wealth. طيب, Sheikh Mansour Saqib, he says, قَدْ يَكُونُ لِلْخُلْتَةِ أَثْرٌ فِي إِنْقَاسِ At times, khulta, this partnership, it has the effect of decreasing the zakah. Okay? How? He gives an example. He says, مِثَالُهُ زَيْدٌ وَعَمْرٌ كُلُّ وَاحِدٍ مِنْهُمَا إِنْدَهُ أَرْبَعُونَ شَاتٍ He said, you have two people, you have Zayd and Umar. Each one of them has 40 sheep. فَلَمَّا حَصَلَ لَهُمَ الْخُلْطَةُ صَارَ عَلَيْهِمْ جَمِيعًا شَاتٍ So when this khulta came, that they mixed their livestock together, okay, all they had to pay in zakah was one sheep, right? One shirt. Why? Because the khulta now is 80. The khulta is 80. Question to yourselves, what would have been the zakah on if they had kept their sheep separate? If they have kept it, Zaid kept his as 40 and Amru kept his as 40. What would the zakah be on these two if they had not made khulta? Um, it would have been one, one sheep uh, 
Barakallahu feek. Ahsan. Exactly. So here there would have been two sheep in total. However, we said that the khutta at times makes inqas, makes the zakah less in value, right? So here you find that because the sheep together, not 40-40 come together, became 80, what's wajib upon them here is only one sheep. Because between 40 and 120 sheep in this category, only one sheep is due. So here we have inqas of the amount of zakah. He says the Shaykh, وَقَدْ يَكُونْ لَهَا أَثْرٌ فِي إِجَابِ Okay, and also this khulta at times, it has the, uh, the effect, the athar of causing the zakah to be obligatory. Okay, so without this khulta, maybe the zakah wasn't going to be obligatory. But with the khulta present, the zakah is going to be obligatory. How? Let's look at the mithal. He says, Zaydun indahu ishrun shat. Zayd has 20 shat. Wa'amru indahu ishrun shat. And Amru also has 20. So individually, 20, there's no zakah upon 20 from amongst the sheep, right? But put them together, they become 40. Now the zakah becomes wajib due to the khulta. So khulta has certain effects uh, that wouldn't be there if uh, it wasn't there. طيب, the next part is going to be speaking about in the chapter is Bab Zakati Al Habub Al Thimar. I think we'll stop there, stop here today, uh, rather than moving on to the next section, because it's good to go back and to review these details, the details for the camels, the details for the cows and buffaloes, and the details for the ghanam, inshallah, and just to get a better understanding of that, inshallah. If you have any questions pertaining to what I mentioned today, uh, feel free to ask. If not, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward you immensely for your time and effort. And anything which was correct was from Allah Azawajal. Mistakes and shortcomings were from myself and Shaytan. Wa jazakumullahu khayra.